Little honey bees flying around, little green peas from the ground, buttermilk biscuits nice and brown. Bring it to Tennessee farm table, butter beans, peas, beets and chard, chickens running in the yard, catfish frying in that lard. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Cast on skillets, good and hot. Watch it steam and crack and pop. Cornbread bacon in that stove. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Pick them maters, good and ripe. Dropping black gang candy stripes. Look at them loading down those vines. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Bring it to Tennessee Farm Table. Welcome to the Tennessee Farm Table, a show dedicated to the people of our community who produce, preserve, and prepare our regional foods. This is your hostess, Amy Campbell. That cute little theme song you just heard was performed and arranged by East Tennessee's own Emmy Sunshine. She's gotten to be very popular, and she's even sung on the Grand Old Opry. We're really proud of this young woman, and even more proud to say that she's from Monroe County, Tennessee. Around here, we are all itching for spring, and our minds around here are looking towards the springtime and planting and seeds. So today, we're setting the table with news about an annual seed swap happening today at IAM's Nature Center. And we have a story of a pole bean seed, which originally came from Kermit Corrin of Cades Cove, Tennessee, and the man who preserved it and dedicated it to the Cades Cove Preservation Society. In addition, we've got a potluck radio segment from Fred Sossman about a fella who uh, received his doctorate in barbecue. And we've got a cute little story from John Koykendall, who is sort of an East Tennessee seed-saying legend around here. Thank you for tuning in on your radio or your phone or computer or however it is that you might be listening. We are happy to have your good company. Now let's get started. Our first guest is Ashlyn Bray from IAM's Nature Center. She's going to tell us all about the seed swap, which takes place today at IAM's Nature Center in Knoxville from the hours of 1 until 4 p.m. This is an open house style free event and pre-registration is not required. Now let's join Ashland. Ashland Bray, good to meet you. Nice to meet you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Now tell us what you do here at IAMS Nature Center. Um, I'm our Youth and Family Program Coordinator. So I um, coordinate all our field trips and school outreaches um, along with some on-site programs for families. Yeah. Well, now, how'd you get involved here? Um, so I was an AmeriCorps member here for um, 11 months, um, and AmeriCorps is just a service organization we've had. Anyway, so I was um, the AmeriCorps naturalist where I led field trips and did those sort of um, on-site programs like I do now, and then it was kind of just a happy coincidence that a position opened up while I was doing my term, and so, yeah, I ended up sneaking my way in here, so... <laughs> Well, Very lucky. Yeah, yeah. So that's how I ended up. Yes, thank you. Yeah, I really enjoy it. So it's a good place to be. Some people might be listening from out of state, mm-hmm. and maybe they might not know what IAMS Nature Center is mm-hmm. all about. 
could you describe what IAMS Nature Center is? Yeah. Um, so IAMS is a nonprofit, 300-acre nature center. We've got about 12 miles of trails, um, which are free for the public to hike dawn to dusk. Um, we also do bike rentals, kayak rentals, lots of out getting our community outdoors. But on top of that, um, we are a educational nature center where we host a lot of um, programs for young children all the way to seniors. So we have lots of um, opportunities to get outside and um, connect with your environment. A lot of our listeners might not be familiar with what goes on at a seed swap. Yeah. So can you kind of describe what sure. they can expect? Sure. So. Um, our seed swap, I guess to say it is annual, we've been doing it for the past 20 years. Um, and so what happens is we bring some of the seeds from our garden that we've grown throughout the year, crops that did really well. Um, and we, we've saved those seeds throughout the year and we bring those kind of packaged up individually, as well as other master gardeners in the area, um, other gardeners at their house who have collected their seeds throughout the year and they bring them as well and we just kind of swap them and it's really exciting because you get to um, interact with these people who love to garden too and so you get to see what did well in their yard maybe tips that they have um, and and you get to take some of their seeds home and they get to take some of your seeds home so it's a lot of fun do people have to bring seeds to attend no you don't have to bring seeds to attend um, if you would like to of course we welcome them but um, we provide plenty that everyone should be able to take some home and um, I think the people at least I can speak for myself that I just enjoy um, showing off what I grew that year and um, kind of letting people grow those things too. maybe something different that they don't get at um, you know your typical Home Depot or Lowe's or whatever that's so, right yeah well now do you find people bring heirlooms or hybrids or organic or GMO free things or is there is there a big topic of conversation yeah um, there's always a really good mix um, last year we had people bring um, there's a man and he always brings his poppy seeds um, from his his poppies that he grows and they're beautiful and he he brings so she's really proud of them and some people bring their heirloom tomato varieties um, we've got all sorts of things and then some people might just have stashed up a bunch of seed packets that they've gotten from other stores that maybe they didn't even grow and they just bring them like I've had these in my collection for forever and I haven't grown them yet so maybe somebody else would like them so we really get a lot of variety and you know we're not picky whatever you have and you want to bring is is fine with us and we love it the more the merrier so sounds good yeah it's a it's really a lot of fun yeah. um and it's and like I said it's just fun to have um kind of those interactions with other gardeners in the area so it is it's an old-fashioned fun event mm -hmm. now is there a cost to attend free to attend um and it's from one to four and it is open house style so you can come at three thirty, you can come at one either way but I will say if you come later in the day you might not have as much of a variety to choose from of what's available so wonderful yeah okay well Ashlyn Bray thank you so much for joining us today thank you thank you for having me well and I hope a lot of our listeners will attend the seed swap yes if you've just joined us you're listening to the Tennessee Farm Table 
podcast and broadcast from Knoxville, Tennessee, broadcasting with our media partner WDVX every Saturday morning from 9 until 9.30, and available for listening on your schedule with our podcast at TennesseeFarmTable.com. Our first guest has been Ashlyn Bray of Iams Nature Center in Knoxville and details about the seed swap in Iams Nature Center online at ijams.org. Our next guest is Ben Cohen from Small House Farm in Sanford, Michigan. I recorded this story in the fall of 2017. Ben is passionate about saving seed, and he has saved a seed from Kermit Cauldron of Cates Cove, Tennessee. He's named this seed Kermit's Smoky Mountain Pole Bean, and he brought this seed from out of state and back to Cades Cove Preservation Society in Maryville, Tennessee. So let's hear his story. Gosh, I'm glad to meet with you today. And okay, if you just joined us, we're talking with Ben Cohen of the Small House Farm. He's here in East Tennessee because he has shared the Kermit Smoky Mountain Pole Bean with, I guess, a museum somewhere around here. Um, now, now Ben, could you tell us about this bean, the history of it, and then why you're here in town and what you're doing with it? Oh my gosh. Okay, sure. <laughs> it's such an exciting story. I get excited every time I tell it. So the, the, the bean, you know, and I'm the one that's dubbed it the name uh, Kermit Smoky Mountain Pole Bean. It's the name that we gave to this bean. I was in Berkeley, Michigan, which is a little town uh, just outside of Detroit. Detroit, Michigan, and I was there to give a uh, talk on seed saving um, for the Song and Spirit Institute for Peace, which is run by some Franciscan monks, and they had me come to give a talk for their community about why they should save seeds in their community garden. And afterwards, like people like to do, um, a couple came up to the table and said, oh, you know, we, we really enjoyed your presentation, you know, saving saving seeds and how that, that saves history. You know, they're really, really in tune to that. They said, we've got a story to tell you about this bean. So, well, you know, I like a good story, so let's hear it. Um, so. 25 years ago, they were down in, that well down here, um, down in Cades Cove. For their, they had gotten married, and they come down here for their honeymoon. And they were at Cades Cove, and they were riding their bikes around the loop and having a good old time. And they uh, they came across the place, you know, some of the older buildings, like they have down there. And they got off their bikes, and they are walking around and enjoying it and, and giving themselves a little tour. And a, a gentleman, an older gentleman, popped out from behind the barn and said, well, what are you guys doing here? This is my home. I live here. Said, oh, you know, we didn't realize, you know, this place looks so old, we thought it was a museum. Oh no, but he gave him a tour. His name's Kermit. This was Kermit. So then Kermit gave him a tour, and like any good gardener does, he wants to share stuff from his garden. She goes, Oh, take some zucchinis, you know, uh, have some corn, take some beans, load it up the baskets on their bikes, and send them on their way. And they're riding back to the hotel. They say, What a, what a story, what, a, what an experience that was. You know, I can't wait till we get home and tell everybody about this. And they're at the hotel, and they're eating the corn and eating the beans. And well, the guy's a gardener, and he says, Wait. I wonder if I could save some of the seeds from these beans and bring them back up to Michigan and grow them in my garden. Now, then I'd have a story to tell everybody. So he brings those back up to Berkeley, Michigan and plants them in his garden. Sure enough, they grew. Well, now he's got a story. People come out to his house. He could take them on a tour of the place. You know, these are the beans I got on my honeymoon. How romantic, right? And uh, so that's the story he tells me. He said, look at these beans. I still got them. I've been growing them for 25 years. Would you like to take some of the beans home with you, he says. Of course I would. So I load up the beans in my van and I'm driving home and I'm so excited, you know, like what a what a great story, you know, this great bean, beautiful bean too. Um, 
Can't wait to tell somebody about it. Well, then I get on the internet. You know, this guy's name was Kermit down in Cades Cove, Tennessee. I thought, well, this is interesting. So I get on the internet, and boy, the story that came out after that. So Kermit was one of the last folks to have ever lived in Smoky Mountains National Park. Right? Well, um, yeah, when, when FDR made the national parks, the way it kind of went was they would they'd create the border of the park, and if you lived within the area, you know, you had to move. Um, and Kermit's family lived there for five generations. Kermit's kids were born there. Kermit was born there. Kermit's parents were born there. Five generations back, they lived in Cades Cove, um, growing this bean. Turns out, looking on the internet, uh, here in Maryville, there's a museum. It's the Cades Cove Preservation Society about all things Cades Cove. So I called them up, and I said, got this interesting bean story. You guys want to hear my bean story? Well, first the guy says, who is this? You know, and I tell him the story and he's as excited as I am. Finally, somebody's excited about seeds as I am. Um, <laughs> so that's why I'm here today. We, we came down here this weekend and we, we brought the seeds with us um, and we put we donated them to the museum. They have a whole display all about Kermit, pictures of his life and th- he was a beekeeper. So they have some of his beekeeping equipment there. And they have now they have the beans, the Kermit Smoky Mountain Pole beans in the museum. The Kermit's family grew in Cades Cove, Tennessee for five generations. Are they going to continue to grow one? They sure are. So I've got some older seed that I gave to them for the display, uh, but we got some fresh seed. I, I shared some seeds with some fellow gardeners, and they were able to grow them out. Um, so we've got some fresh seed that we gave to them, and I helped them plot out a good sunny spot there so they can continue to grow those beans so everybody can come and see it. And then that way, it's like a living museum. That's you fantastic. Um, yeah, I'm really excited about it. And we've been able to trace them back even further, you know. Um, it was the Cherokee natives that lived, lived in the area yes. originally. Um, and they have a bean that looks strikingly similar to this one that they call wampum. And the likelihood is very good that this seed itself actually was given to Kermit's family by the natives when they first came here. So to be able to bring this seed back to its home, back into the mountains where it belongs, what an honor for me to even be such a small part of that story. It's, yeah. it's, it's an amazing thing. And to take the, to the bean to the museum and to see the excitement and the, the, the eyes just light up and then people get to see it, you know. Um, we all pose for pictures with it and everything. And, yeah. um, and they, were, they were just as excited as I was because they understand the significance of that. Now, the guy who had collected the bean from Kermit, for him, it was just a fun story, mm-hmm. you know, just a neat thing. But the significance of saving his seed is so important. Every time you save your seeds, it's that important. If you've just joined us, You've been listening to Ben Cohen on the topic of Kermit's Smoky Mountain Pole Bean. Details and information about Ben Cohen, his family business, and all of his good work at smallhousefarm.com. And for details and more information about Kermit Coran and the Cades Cove Preservation Society, that web address is cadescovepreservation.com. I've also placed all of these links for my guests and topics on my website at TennesseeFarmTable.com under the tab that says Listen to the Show. Up next, we've got Fred Sossman's Potluck Radio segment. And after that, a cute little story from seed-saving legend here in East Tennessee, John Koykendall. This is Potluck Radio. I'm Fred Saussman. Every weekend, somewhere in America, there's a barbecue competition sponsored by the Kansas City Barbecue Society. It's the world's largest organization of its kind, with over 20,000 members worldwide. Ron Harwell of Trinity, Alabama, is a longtime KCBS member. 
Kansas City, there are four categories. They are chicken, pork ribs, pork uh, could be either butt, shoulder, or picnic, and then beef brisket. To be the grand champion, you must submit entries in all four entries and place. In order to judge barbecue for the KCBS, you have to go to school. Every judge that judges in sanctioned Kansas City Barbecue Society events is a certified barbecue judge. So they've taken eight hours out of their day one Saturday to go and let Kansas City train them. Ron Harwell even earned his doctorate in barbecue and I went to the spring training and several of the people were walking around with their PHB, Philosophy of Barbecue Badges. It's not all eating. There's some scholarship involved. And uh, you have a uh, just a oral dissertation that you do. And after the oral dissertation, if you pass, then they give you a um, sheet of paper that has several different topics on it. You pick the one you want and you do a written dissertation. And if you pass that, then you get a certificate from the Grease House University, and you are a certified doctorate of barbecue. I asked Ron Harwell what that doctorate in barbecue allows him to do. No, absolutely nothing. For Potluck Radio, I'm Fred Saussman. And now let's hear this funny little story from John Koikendall. Now, there's one fellow that I met from not too long ago from down in Georgia. This is a little off the subject. We're talking about peas now. But every day for dinner, dinner being the noon meal, they would have peas. And his mama always had a big bowl of peas on the table. And there was always a pone of cornbread. Might have been some other things too, but that was the mainstay. Mm -hmm. And this little fellow, he told me when he was about seven years old that he revolted. He got tired of it. And Mama fixed his little bowl of peas and his pone of cornbread and put it in front of him. And he sat there and scowled. And he pushes that bowl away from him and says, I ain't eating no more peas. I'm tired of them. <laughs> well, his daddy just looked at him and he said, That's all right, son. You'll eat them tomorrow. This is Dee. And this is Jim. Growing the Good Life at Honey Rock Herb Farm in Louisville, Tennessee. You are listening to the Tennessee Farm Table on East Tennessee's own WDVX. Thank you so much for your great company here today on the Tennessee Farm Table. Hope you can join us again right back here next Saturday at 9 a.m. on the radio dial at WDVX.com out in Knoxville or anytime on our podcast, TennesseeFarmTable.com. Our theme song was written by myself and sung, arranged, and performed by Emmy Sunshine of East Tennessee. More information about Emmy Sunshine at TheEmmySunshine.com. That is spelled T-H-E-E-M-I Sunshine.com. We hope you'll reach out and connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, and also our podcast on TennesseeFarmTable.com. And please tell your friends about us. We want to say thank you to WDVX Radio out of Knoxville, Tennessee. They are a true community-supported radio station that does not receive funding from universities or government agencies. The community and businesses support WDVX. 
Through an agreement with WDBX, they are our media partner, and the Tennessee Farm Table Show is a broadcast on that station every Saturday at 9 a.m. We hope you have a good week and keep on digging. This has been a Campbell Creative Incorporated production.